I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Wow, are we back, folks? It's enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and television and such. With your host, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner, and myself, Scott Sweeney. Rye, how are you? Pretty good. How you doing, Hoops? I'm good. <sighs> I I took a nap today. So yeah, I, you said that. That's very un un Scotty like, folks. I famously hate naps. I think they're trash. I always feel very off after them. So we're gonna see what happens. How do you feel right now? A little off, mm. frankly. I'm all about suffering through the day in its entirety. I don't <laughs> often take naps, but I got like no sleep, and it just happened. Were you up really late last night taking in uh, the James Cameron documentary? <laughs> yes. I was watching that uh, Amazon Prime underwater. We'll hear more about phase. that next week in reviews, folks. Mm. That's a teaser. But it's July 4th weekend. Are we feeling patriotic out there? Not in the least. <laughs> not in the least. I think a lot of people are not feeling very patriotic right now. I don't think we're the only ones, given everything that's happening with... You everything. Know, everything. <laughs> yeah. There's like the seven or eight most horrible things that could possibly be going on right now are going on. Yes. And I feel like acting patriotic right now kind of is, is number one, it's always hack. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Mm. But it's ignorant. You're mm. being ignorant. <laughs> like yeah. just like saying, like, it's my America and like I'm not really that psyched about being an American or living here at all right now. Yeah. I'm not. Especially at this moment. To borrow your phrase, what do you like about it? <laughs> like, yeah. What's What about America's grabbing you? Yeah, if you're moment? super patriotic right now, explain why. Yeah. We'd love to know. Like, I'd love to know what really is doing it for you. Yeah. Are you ex-military? Have you had your brain sucked out of your head with some <laughs> sort of special hose we don't know about? Has the government already gotten to you and crammed a bunch of devices into your brain? Are you False one flag. of, you False know, flag. Ghislaine Maxwell's friends and you're just trying not to get killed in this whole Epstein thing? Like, just, I'd love to know. Yeah, that'd be a fun reveal. Email in at enoughthepodcast at mm, Gmail. That'd be big. Speaking of her, she got arrested this week, and I don't even know if I'm saying her first name correctly. She's an associate of uh, enemy of the show, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And I'm know. thinking she's dead within the next two weeks. That's That does seem likely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to say, like, well, you know, the, the funny part about uh, Ghislaine's cell is that uh, the camera, you know, it just it didn't it went down. Mm. And, you know, we don't have any footage and all the guards were missing. It'll just be an unsolved mystery. Her just getting her head bashed in in the shower. Like, my word. Or she'll just vanish. Like, there'll just be no trace of her whatsoever. Yeah. And they just won't even bother trying to clean up their tracks. Just like, yeah, she's gone. She did seem to be very connected to a lot of powerful (laughs) people who don't want uh, that That, bird to sing, as they say. They don't want her to give up Rape Island. Yeah. (laughs) And throw everybody under the bus with her. Um, but yeah, just, just like whatever connection you have to, you know, feel free to call in and we will hear you out. Who do you think could play her in the movie about her, which will probably happen at some point? Who do you like for that role? Um, Oh, I don't know. Amy Smart. Ooh, maybe Kevin Smith's wife. (laughs) Maybe she'll finally win that Oscar. Yeah. Kevin Smith's wife. That's a stronger choice. That's a green light. But yeah, once I watch Independence Day, I'll start feeling patriotic, I'm sure. You guys were talking about Independence Day earlier, and I have not seen it in a while. Mm. It hasn't aged that great. That's what I was thinking. And the effects? I didn't love it first time around. I, I never remember being that jazzed by it. I famously, when I first saw that in the theater, I was like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. In your like, entire life. Yeah. Nine-year-old Scotty boy, or however old I was. I was so floored by that. Mm. But yeah, the it's no Starship Troopers, late 90s effects-wise. The effects don't really hold up. You know what it well is? I think that it was at the tail end of like 
a time when we were able to revere our, revere the person in charge of our country. Mm. And like now in the current climate, a movie like Independence Day would never play with that fat orange <laughs> cum stain, you know, him, and, uh, him, him a, as the Independence Day president. Yeah, him and a fighter pilot roaring through the sky. Uh, let's pave the road. It's terrific. Let's get all these slimy green aliens. I'm really rich. Oof. But nobody builds walls better than me, believe uh, me. I need some new Trump drops. I was just going to say the same thing. I'm <laughs> Hearing his voice is like painful. I need some new fresh ones. Yeah. The an Independence Day resurgence. That one was always terrible. The the Will Smith free one. Yeah, which is like, how are you going to make a sequel to this without Will Smith? And just Goldblum popped by, and Pullman was Pullman was Pullman in was in it briefly, I but not he, as the president. I forget how. No, he had a sizable role, but it was okay. like he was like haunted by. They had some weird angle. Haunted past. Yeah. It was it was terrible. Yeah, I'm out. I've never seen that one. I don't really have a desire to. Garbage. Um, what else is in the news? I saw that Quibi is going to air a quote star-studded filmed-at-home remake of The Princess Bride. What? I hope I enjoy the show. <laughs> I don't. I never liked that movie. How I could. never understood the hype. That's one of those movies like Labyrinth that a bunch of 90s kids get behind and say how great it was and that it mm. was wonderful. And it's like, I think you're reading off that Goonies script. Yeah. And it's just that movie actually sucks and it aged badly. That was one of those I never saw as a kid. I watched a few years ago and was like, it was fine. Like, it, you know. I'm in the same boat. I think I watched it in my 20s and I was just, nope. Yeah. Andre the Giant gives a strong performance. I mm. remember liking him. How, uh, I wonder what he's doing for his next project. Wow. Probably something larger than life. But yeah, the the cast for this, you got Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas, Tiffany Haddish, and a bunch of other sidecars. It's like, who wants to watch this? Like them filming literally in their backyard a like shot on a phone remake of The Princess Bride. Quibi just like continues to wow me with like their turkey prowess. I'm just, I'm amazed. And Can't I, wait. I think movies are officially dead as of this. I mean, I'm looking at my sparse notes for this week because I'm like trying not to just write about people getting a divorce and like <laughs> and like marriages and birthdays and babies and stuff. Mm. Like all I have here is that Curb got renewed for season 11, which Ooh. is great. Yeah, I'm into that. Big which time. is which is, you know, I'm pretty back in on that in a big way. I love I, how back it is. It's yeah, like, it was still good. And now it, what yeah. do you like about it? Now it's like officially back. Last time it was like, ooh, he's doing another one. Now it's, I don't know, maybe he'll just keep going forever again. I heard a lot of people, like, not wowed by the latest set of episodes. And it's like, come on. It's it's pretty, pretty, I'm wondering, pretty. with everything racially that's happening right now in, mm. this, in today's climate, like, he toes the line pretty tightly mm. in terms of, like, the stuff that he's been getting away with. And I think that it's not going to be as easy for Larry David to write an 11th season in 2021, assuming the things are going in this direction. This isn't just yeah. going to go away. I bet he'll power through. I'm sure. But like, think about how many episodes are, are like just right on the line. Like I myself have, have been, you know, I've always kind of lived in the gray area of what's offensive and what isn't. Oh. And I, it bites me in the ass all the time now. Hmm. With people just like little, like people will DM me and say that certain stuff that I've said hurts their feelings. People are just all, I think collectively, not even just racially. I think, hmm. you know, as a, as a people, we're all a little more sensitive than we once were. Yeah. Everyone loves to be offended and yes. to cancel anyone for anything they can. It is time to take a stand. Just to like fill up the day. It right. seems. Yeah. Everybody is like, well, who are we going to cancel next? I'm bored. But did you see Margot Robbie is set to star in a new Pirates of the Caribbean film from Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson? So they're, they're pressing on with Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, John. John's out. Don't they realize that he was a victim in this whole Amber Heard thing oh. and they can pull him back in? Uh, His I'm, price tag is probably not the same as it once was. I imagine Margot Robbie will play a character named like Captain Jacqueline Sparrow <laughs> or something. So they'll just like fill in the blanks. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Do I didn't really like any of those movies anyway. I thought they were cool looking in the beginning, and I think we went to go see one of them, and I'd had a couple of cocktails. That oh. shows you how long ago these movies came out. That sounds right. But I don't, I was never a pirate head, you know? Like, some people were, like, all about these movies. I think the first one's really good. I haven't seen it in a while, but that one holds up for me. And then it was significantly diminishing returns with each following installment. That Gore Verbinski did the first one. I'm a big fan of his. He did a bunch of weird stuff. But yeah, Pirates is pressing onward. Ooh, some Zimmer. You queuing up? I wish you'd given me a... I wish you'd given me... (laughs) I would have put it like underneath your whole little thing there, but... Mm, That's cool. I'm enjoying it now. It would be funny if it wasn't way too inside to explain the analogy of me drinking too much and Jack Sparrow and the whole, that whole bit. It would be fun to explain that to the folks, but I can't. Just trust us. There's a lot of lore in there. Oh, yeah. Email in if you want. Email in if you want the whole story. If you don't care or if you do know what we're talking about, if you're Monty or Parsons or whomever might be listening to this, whoever might be listening to this. Have a laugh and, and remember those times. Why is the rum gone? Hank used to say. It's the pearl. <laughs> when you guys hid my Bacardi. Da, 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 da. Um, did you see that they also are doing a Beavis and Butthead revival yes. on Comedy Central? Yeah. Um, with Mike Judge. So I'm happy about that. That's yeah. great. And they, they announced it's at least two seasons in with like a spinoff, a mystery spinoff, like set in the... I did not see that part. That's cool. Yeah. They're like going all in with him. And it's, I wonder how MTV feels about them just jumping networks. Or it's all Viacom, right? So I suppose it doesn't matter. I thought the same. I thought it was weird. It was like, no MTV? It's going to be same, on Comedy Central, same company. I guess. Yeah. I guess they're just like, MTV's done. I feel like I need to we look don't. that up now. Now I'm questioning myself. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all about that. They actually did a reboot or resurgence, whatever you call it, of Beavis and Butthead like 10 years ago that I thought was really good. I remember that's when Jersey Shore was popping. They did like a bunch of segments where they were watching that and making fun mm. of it. I don't know. They're both Viacom, yes. So it makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. That's cool. Um, you used to go by the name Beavis. I did. I, I didn't like it, but some people would say it. Uh, also, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have been tapped to make a new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see this? You hear about this? So come on, I'll give you the tour. I actually didn't see that. I can't believe I missed Whoa. something of that magnitude. Yeah, you don't have Seth in your Google alerts? You should just type his, his laugh into your Google alerts. Yeah. I didn't have my phone for a couple days. Maybe oh, it was in that weird period. Yeah. But uh, that sounds like a good fit. I could see them making turtles wacky and fun. I think I that they're looking, because, you know, they, they took a swing at it, what, a few years ago? They did something. Oh, yeah. The, those two Michael Bay produced live there action it is, ones yeah. with Megan Fox as April O'Neil. He and Megan Fox just burying that, like, molestation hatchet <laughs> and just saying, like, you know what? Like, you tried to ruin my career. I tried to ruin yours. Like, why don't we make a turkey together and, <laughs> and bury the hatchet a little bit? Let's let bygones be bygones. You can be in this new Turtles movie. Um, Dr. Dre filed for divorce wow. from his wife. <laughs> I had that ow. prepared. Ow, ow. This is still one of the best songs ever made. This is a cool beat, as they say. Like, Scott Storch wrote this. Scott Storch has a funny story. I'm waiting for there to be a documentary about him. He was a famous producer in the 90s and 2000, early 2000s who got heavily into cocaine and just kind of wasted... Like he at one point was making more money than almost anyone in the music business because he was working with everybody like Eminem, Dr. Dre, Busta Rhymes, Missy Elliott, whoever. Uh-huh. And then he, not Will Smith, I don't think, but <laughs> he wishes. And then he just sort of, I don't know, as what addicts do, he fucked it all up. And then, you know, he's since now like come back and I think he owns like a weed company or something like Chill. making rolling papers and chilling. And, mm. But he just, it's not the same for Scott. We'll put it that way. I think he was like, I think he made like a hundred million dollars and spent all of it. Hmm. Something like that. I'm not big in the rap world. I've never even heard of this guy, but that mm. sounds interesting. There's probably like a documentary about him. I'm saying something. there should be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd give that a green light. Hmm. 
We have got guns here. Did you see that Carl Reiner passed away? Did I? <laughs> I won $80 or $100. Oh, yeah. Big day. Pool. I, I like hate the death pool. None of my monsters ever die. <laughs> I, I get no enjoyment out of it at all. It's like killing me. You have a you have a decent staff too, or a decent uh, team of people too. Some sort of team of people. Just uh, but yeah, Carl Reiner. He was great in the Oceans movies. As was he Saul or was he yes, the other one? He's Saul. Yeah. No. And what else did he do? He played. He was on the Dick Van Dyke Show, who's another one of my picks that I need to go. Ooh. He played Monica and Ross's dad on Friends. <laughs> he did, didn't he? That's probably embarrassing. That's like the thing I know him from the best. But he was in a bunch of stuff. I can't think of, of his work, but he was a worker. That was yeah. A he was around in Hollywood for a very long time. Yeah. And we're going to miss him quite a bit. Did I you do that? enjoy that $100, though. So <laughs> Did you see that thing I posted? He was like crazy about the Sandra Bullock movie, The Net. I did see that. He and a, that made almost no sense to me. He had legit like over 10 tweets, like sparsed out over years, just praising The Net. Here's a couple With of the them. girl from the bus. He wrote, every time I watch Sandra Bullock in The Net, I am happily rewarded. And another one, two years after that, if you want to see a most satisfying film starring one of my all-time favorite actresses, watch or rewatch. The Net. Oh, a Net rewatch. I don't know if I've ever seen The Net. Have you? I have. Is it's, it all right? It's fine. For like a 90s, gritty, mm. like floppy disk tech thriller. It's it's fine. Do you remember that Don't Copy That Floppy, that video <laughs> they made us watch when we were kids? No, but it sounds fun. Yeah, it's stupid if you don't remember it, but it was good. I remember Dennis Miller played her friend in that movie and being like, they're not, this doesn't work. I'm like, hey, Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, babe, listen up here. God, he's a sidecar. But I also saw the trailer for the new movie plucked right out of Ank's Dreamscape, the new David Ayer film starring Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Called I can't Cat. wait for that. The Tax Collector is the name of the I film. have been circling this movie for a good year and a half now, and there was nothing but images of Shia looking gritty until about, a, what, three days ago or yeah. yesterday when they, that trailer came out. Yeah. And it's a pretty good trailer. Yeah. We were talking about this last week or sometime recently, like, you know, when one of your directors mm. directs one of your guys, it's like, ooh, here we go. And uh, I think it looks cool, too, even though I'm not a big David Ayer guy. Um, he is probably my favorite director. Wow. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But he does have, like, a few solid movies. Harsh Times isn't great. And we saw that in the theaters. Oof. And ugh. Yeah. But other than that, I think that this movie is going to be awesome. And it's basically Shia LaBeouf playing some sort of Hispanic uh, drug, like, overlord in southern los angeles and david ayer loves making movies about crime and crime like basically just like los angeles southern like southern california crime dramas yeah with crooked cops and like yes gritty vatos the whole deal that i'm sure it'll be fine is it coming to theaters because aren't theaters opening on monday isn't that a thing now isn't that the new news? That's the thing. <clears throat> I did hear that, but... Are we I mean, in? Are we hitting the feature? They still don't have a, a release plan for like the new movies. If theaters open, they're just going to be showing like whatever they have lying around. Or, you know, some of those old classics that we right. talked about last week. Like the Rocky movies and Lord of the Rings. I opened up my Adam Tickets app, mm. and they listed off a whole bunch of the, the movies that they're going to be re-releasing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the, like the the first wave of those wasn't yeah. anything special. As I said last week, none, no old movies are going to get me mm -hmm. into a movie theater at this moment. Never. In time. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to go see The Matrix. Well, actually, something like that or Jurassic Park. Yeah, dude. I, I would, but I don't know. Looks like yeah, I'm looking on the Adam Tickets website, and of course, I can't substantiate my new claim here. <laughs> 
I also saw that Terminator 2 Judgment Day was released 29 years ago today. That's a long time. Mm. And that's one of the greatest movies ever made and holds up unbelievably well. Effects-wise and everything-wise. I watched a bit of Commando the other night and the action was too much for me. It was it was a little silly and unbelievable, but it was also like it was the movie was mixed the audio so poorly yeah. that it kept getting really loud and I was like I need to mm. I, I'm going to sleep like I can't do this right now. Yeah. That's one of those that's not like one of Arnold's legit good movies like Terminator 2. Commando's one of his like cheesy campy classics. It's like a goof of a movie almost. And I also saw that Stallone has revealed he's developing a director's cut of Rocky Four. What does that do for you? Oh, uh, that's awesome. Rocky Four is the best one. Yeah, I thought that was your favorite Rocky. It is. Rocky Four famously is the one where he fights the Russian guy, and it has the best training montages, both Dolph. simultaneously with Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. I can't say his last name. I think it's just Lundgren. Lundgren. He's in. Lundgren. And... Pan, pan. <laughs> and it's like them training at the same time. And Rocky is in, I guess, like Siberia, just punching meat in a freezer and like classic Rocky, f- like holding some ox thing. Like, I don't even know what it's called, the like harness that goes over an ox on yeah. his back and like doing some sort of move. It's all, if you haven't seen Rocky Four, watch it. Especially after so many, they're like, how do we like make these montages exciting? We need to bring in like new stuff for him to wackily work out with. Like give him this animal. He's he's fucking bench pressing animals for some reason. You love to see it. And I also saw they're developing a Groundhog Day TV series. With Bill Murray or without? Without. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Which seems unnecessary because Groundhog Day almost like started its own genre. There's so many things that just do yeah. Groundhog Day, Ugh. but with like a different twist. We don't need another Groundhog Day. We definitely do not. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a it's a pretty good movie because of Bill Murray. Yeah. And the movie itself, it, like, is it just what? Because Angelica Houston or whoever the fuck that is. What's her name again? It's killing me that? now. Oh, um, Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. Good get. Hmm. Andy McDowell does not carry that movie. It's not that interesting with anybody else. Ned? <laughs> Ned Ryerson? That's the only part I can remember from that movie. Him killing himself in the bathtub is funny. It's just, it's a, you know, it's fine. And it's one of those movies that you'd watch on TBS. It doesn't need a show. I actually don't even think it's that rewatchable because of the repetitive <laughs> nature of the movie. That's a good take. He's in. And I also saw that Jason Momoa has been cast as Frosty the Snowman. In a I live, saw that. Oh. In a live action Frosty the Snowman movie, which sounds pretty ridiculous. Is he going to be like a sexy snowman? <laughs> He's going to be like, this ain't your your daddy's Frosty the Snowman. With a, just like a big boner coming out of the <laughs> bottom of the snowman. And you got to like, like put a snowball on the end of it and riding a wave. I love that they're trying to do another live-action snowman movie, like in the Jack Frost vein. Jack Frost, uh, was that what was that the horror movie? Was Keaton in that? <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking of the like family-friendly Keaton one. But the yeah, Ke- they're, they're I'm thinking I just one. I just connected the two, mm. Keaton and the horror one, yeah, and they're that, both called Jack Frost. Yeah, okay, but it it's a weird thing to do, live-action snowman. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be like, that's true kid stuff. Frosty, that's like rated G. Like, we don't even need to worry about such features. And AMC is removing an episode of Mad Men that features blackface. Even though Mad Men was a period piece and they put it in the show to, you know, show what it was like in the 50s. Mm -hmm. It's... Mm -hmm. Every show's going blackface, erasure, crazy at this moment. I don't know we if you ca- saw. We put blackface in the obits yes. in general last week, right? Like, it's not funny. It never was. You know, I don't... I'm good. Like, let's just... Let's stop making every time they remove it as a story and just find... Let's get it out of every show. Let's all own up and be like, there's a blackface episode here. Let's pull it. 
should get rid of all of them and then be done with it. And then we don't have to have any more headlines about how stupid it is. Do you think we should erase that episode of Enough that I did completely in blackface? Um, behind the the microphone, I'm going to say yes, actually. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I, I just, I, I honestly, I don't think it's ever been funny. Mm. And I actually am going to go ahead and take back what I said about whiteface not being funny because uh fan and friend of the show, Good, who I mentioned last week, actually brought to my attention that Richard Pryor does a white, not a, he's not in whiteface, but he does a good white guy impression. Mm. Chris Rock does a great white guy impression. This is now I'm expanding on what Good said about Pryor, mm. but you know, in that vein, Chappelle does, we did this, we said Chappelle, but oh. also Eddie Murphy does a really good white guy. Rock does a really good white guy. Like that's actually, as a white person, I find that hilarious. And I think that that is okay, but blackface isn't funny. Mm. That's a woke take. I'm in. <clears throat> what is everyone but, saying? Um, do you have any more news? That's all my news. You got anything else? Uh, what was Slow news week. Like, yeah. Truthfully, not much happening in Hollywood right now. And Sam Neill has confirmed that he, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern will have substantial roles in Jurassic World Dominion. Will be featured throughout the entire movie. I guess people thought it was going to be a cameo, and it's going to be a lot more. Which, I don't like the new Jurassic World movies much, but if they're bringing back the whole classic cast, it's going to get me in the theater. Mm. I'll give it a watch. Ellie, the doorlock. Um, do we want to do sh- some shuts? Yeah, I only have one, and I have no Ooh. bit, so Ooh. take it away. I watched half of R.I.P.D., in the, in AT- the AT&T <laughs> store. <laughs> yes. Sorry to step on you. I just think it's so funny. I saw your picture. Mm. What did you say? I'm living my worst life. And mm. it was a photo, a close-up <laughs> photo of Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds, clearly RIPD, mm. which for those of you that don't know, stands for Rest in Peace Department, which was Oof. a terrible movie that bombed, bombed, bombed. And they shot it here in Boston. And I actually walked by them, them a scene. Oh, yeah. when they, they were shooting a scene right over here and i saw ryan reynolds and jeff bridges standing outside of the famous car from the movie and i remember seeing it and thinking like i like both of those actors at the time ryan reynolds hadn't annoyed me yet Mm. and i was like i like both these guys but that doesn't look like it's going to be a good movie at all and you could just tell by the set jeff bridges doing his like wacky true grit seven son voice oh i listen kiddo bucko he has like a mode that he gets in and Mm. it's terrible but yeah, this movie, it's basically like Men in Black, but bad. <laughs> it's about like when you die, you become a detective and solve like ghost crimes. It's just like very shoddily made. It's the dumbest terrible. thing I've ever heard. And even though I was in the AT&T store, I shut it. Because I was settled in there for so long, they gave me the remote. And I watched some other stuff. What were they doing? They were putting your stuff from one phone to the next? or they? I needed to be on Wi-Fi. And I couldn't oh. remember the Wi-Fi at home because I had it in my notes, which I couldn't access because they were on my phone. Very frustrating scenario. So I was doing, I was, you know, you mean, lo- loading my phone okay. from my iCloud at the AT&T store. Like a renegade. And I also shut off the new Netflix original series, Warrior Nun. Have you heard about this? Do I want to? Not really. It really, it grabbed me with that title. I was like, Warrior Nun? Maybe this will be a laugh. But, uh, I don't know. It had a decent opening, and I was like, this is kind of fun. Wacky, like, violent uh, nun gore. And it's it's kind of like, has a Guillermo del Toro type vibe, but I don't know. I didn't get too far. It got too shticky and ridiculous. Not for me. I like to say now it wasn't bad. that was a Just that's your classy new way of distancing yourself from turkeys yes. Just saying, you know like it was not for me it's not from you know someone out there you might love it might be your new your new everything but that's all i shut light shut week light yeah that's good though i mean the the, the lighter your shots the heavier your reviews and the more you know. that, that statement that something is just not for you it, it holds up that yes. you you know you have a a vast array of fine <laughs> films to enjoy. Ah, yes. 
I shut off a movie called Tainted, which was a movie. I actually purchased it and then got a refund on it. Classic. Classic me. And it was on iTunes. It's like a Finnish um, gangster. But you couldn't finish it. <laughs> and Sorry. he gets out of, like, he comes out of jail or and he's, like, supposed to go back to being a criminal. And he does. It's sort of like an Eastern Promises kind of movie. And it was just, like, a, felt real hacky and knockoffy. And yeah. You seemed into it at first. You were like, ooh, this is a hot one, I think. Well, the guy has one of those kills where he like punches the guy in the face a bunch of times and the guy has the gun and he has to like wrestle the gun away from him and then the gun goes against the guy's head and kills him. That's cool. I always like that. That'll usually grab me, but it was just not good. Yeah. I didn't like it one bit. Tainted. Mm, That's tainted. So yeah, you can skip that one. Skipping... I mean, we got to figure out what, what we're going to watch today. I'm a yeah. little nervous, honestly, at the prospects here. Ooh, I just remembered that uh, in honor of July 4th weekend, I bought you one of the great American films, the Entourage movie. It's out in the car. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so lucky. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we just watch Entourage? If I mean, that's really our only option, that may be what we happen. do. I haven't seen it in a while, and I could use an unintentional laugh. I think that we're going to love it regardless. Yes. it's It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I think that as of right now, there's probably nothing better <laughs> for an option as we just did a, l- a little lap through iTunes. Yes. So we'll see. Folks, we'll be right back. Have a go. to brag but i gave a dynamite speech at my graduation wow what do you even want to talk about first uh first featured review embarrassingly enough first we should let the people know we didn't watch the entourage movie we're gonna save that and do a whole i would like to give that what it deserves which is a full standalone bonus episode of just entourage yeah i think that would be fun a good commentary up Let's plan that for next couple of weeks because I don't have it in me tonight. Fans, do you like the idea of us doing commentary episodes? Maybe you could send in some movies you'd like to hear us do that with? Yeah, I feel like only the real heads yeah. are going to be tuning in for this. So those of you who are true, true turkey heads, mm. let us know some of your picks and we'll watch them and make an entire recorded episode of the movie doing commentary. ba 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 does that mean we have to sit in the chairs while we watch an entire movie? We can figure it out. We can maybe like hold it or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> I'm already backing out. Segment's canceled. It's over. I will do a rewatchables segment though, mm. which we can just kind of which we did I guess in the very beginning with The Rock where we broke that movie down. We'll figure it out. Um let's talk about Sonic. Get it out of the way. Yeah, I guess our featured review is Sonic the Hedgehog. More like Sonic the Turkey. Sorry, I didn't Got realize it. you were gearing up for a bit. Uh, it mean, was what awful. a bit it was. <laughs> yeah, I really hated this. Yeah, it was real bad. My favorite part was when it started. They did the Paramount logo with the Sonic rings instead instead of stars. Did you have high hopes at that point? Well, I just I love when they change the studio opening for a movie. It's like a fun dun 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 dun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph Wiggum in the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Uh, yeah, I I started out thinking, you know, Codpiece said he enjoyed it. Uh, it did begin with an immediate obit of the like, <laughs> that's obit. me kind of narration. He didn't exactly say that's me. He might as well have. He may as well have. It's, that's it, We did this last week. It starts in media res in an action scene and then... You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! The screen freezes and Sonic starts talking to the camera in underwhelming fashion. All I could think about through almost the entire duration of this film <laughs> was where is weird, creepy Sonic from the original... Like the the one with the fucked up teeth that they got made fun of with on the internet and then they redid. Oh, yeah. Those, those like CGI reshoots. <laughs> they should have given him a cameo at least. 
I think that would have been funny to acknowledge his existence. Like people who know movies know that that weird, like unthinkable looking character exists out there. And they Mm. had the gall to, I don't think they released a trailer with him, but he was on a poster and the poster went out. It had a trailer. Did it really? That's why the movie was like about to come out. It was months away from release. And then people complained so much. They pushed it back like a year to redo all the CGI and then surprisingly, the movie made a fortune and like got a sequel greenlit. I wonder how many people in the theater were weird, like Reddit trolls looking to make fun Tom of it. It actually had a surprising lack of like Sonic stuff. I was like, where's mm. Tails? Where's Knuckles? Uh, where's all, you know. Do you think anyone cares about Sonic spoilers? Because you missed something when you left the room. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay, oh. so if there's a Sonic spoiler coming up, uh, fast forward to 90 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But after you left to go out to the car and come back in. Do they tease Tails? There's a Tails teaser. He roars in at the end and it alludes to him being present for the next movie, which I imagine will be called Sonic and Tails. Just like the video game, the second video, which was a good video game. Yeah. That sounds right on the money. And I'm intrigued for the sequel somehow. (laughs) I'll watch it. Yeah. My life means less than nothing. He's back. Um, but it had a surprisingly decent cast. Like Jim Carrey is the villain in this movie. He doesn't really do many movies anymore. And he's yeah, showing I wonder up. how much they paid him. Probably like a cool <clears throat> 15 mil. You think? If I had to guess. And James Marsden, who he seems at home in a movie like this. This is kind of his speed. Yeah. Like playing opposite a not charming at all CGI creation voiced by Ben Schwartz. Who gets too much work, in my opinion. Nice guy. I wasn't really charmed by Sonic in this movie. Sonic's kind of annoying. The budget of the entire movie was $85 million. Wow. So they're not telling us. There is a scene where Sonic watches the movie Speed. I thought that was fun. That was like one bright spot. I was like, oh, he's watching Speed. It's a good movie. The I like scenes in movies where people watch movies. Very relatable <laughs> for obvious reasons. And most of the action in this movie is like Sonic fighting Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik drones. I hate how the villains in all these like new action movies are just drones. Like... It's the false flag operation drone strike. Yeah, it's just... Did you mention Adam Pally as like the dumb sidecar that gets like two minutes of screen time? Yes. He, yeah. He's funny. He didn't. Really I was trying to figure out how much this. Jim Carrey got paid. I can't find the an accurate number. I know his net worth is over a hundred million dollars though, and yeah. he's at he averages twenty a flick. So you're probably about on the money with that. Yeah. I imagine they paid him probably about twenty. But yeah, I'm putting drones in the obits. Okay. People put it in everything because it's like, ooh, drones. Those are like hot and new. It's like. At this point, it's it's played out, especially in movie stuff. Didn't he have drone-like guys in the actual video game, though? I feel like that Did makes he? it like a little more acceptable. You were not a Sega guy. Is that canonical? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. But I, I, I think played... that's on, on brand with the game. Okay, maybe so I'll... I'm going to let it slide. But in the future, other drones, I agree with you. Yeah. In particular, the handheld ones that you can buy as a person and having like pervy kids flying a drone over their neighbor's yard to see the the girls in the bathing suits or something that's out whoa and there's a version of this movie that could have been fun like for adults too but Mm. this movie was like for babies it's all the jokes are terrible it's just yeah it was very immature it's a goof i uh i can't believe what a hit it was and you know (coughs) not just caught i've heard other people be like it was actually like awesome it's like, huh? Yeah, that that was sort of the buzz that it wasn't as bad as you'd think it would be. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, with a bad movie that gets that rap, you go around thinking like, well, you know, it can't be that bad. And then it actually is that bad and it bums you out. Yeah. And that's what happened here. Yeah, the it felt like it was like five hours long, even though it was a cool hour and a half. It really, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, avoid it when it comes to HBO Max in like three weeks. I'm gonna give it one bag of popcorn out of ten. Ooh, How about you? A good one. One. I'll give it like a two, maybe a three, just to be generous. Ask any racer. 
There actually was a, a Vin Diesel joke in Sonic. There was. That was, there was. That was a highlight. And before we watched Sonic, we popped on Guns Akimbo, which is now on Amazon Prime. That, was, that counts into the shots. Yeah, that was going to be our featured review, but it was really bad. It's kind of like a... The movie Hardcore Henry meets Wanted meets like Swiss Army Man or something goofy. <laughs> you got Daniel Radcliffe playing a guy who gets guns like drilled into his hand, yeah. hammered into his hands. Yeah, it, it was. I looked over at Scott. I was like, listen, we're not too deep into this now <laughs> to just end it. Yeah. What do you think? It was one of those movies. It was. Like manic, the camera works. Yes. They were like twisting everything around. Every five seconds, they'd introduce a character with like a, a comic book like introduction. Like this is Hammerhead. He fucking does this and that. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was, I would call it nauseating at best. Yeah, one out of ten again. And very dumb and gritty. Yeah, we made it like ten fifteen minutes mm. and called it. So avoid guns akimbo. On Amazon Prime. I checked out, I think you watched this too, Athlete A. Yes. A Netflix you documentary. You watched the whole thing? Oh, Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. This was a doozy. <laughs> it's uh, follow the say. Indianapolis Star reporters that broke the story about USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser's abuse and hear from gymnasts like Maggie Nichols. Mm. And he was basically the grossest dude who has ever lived. Yeah. He's in the top hundred at least. This guy was a true scumbag. And they like delve into the details of it almost like too much. Too much, yeah. The fingering and the like which we had heard about in the news, but like I didn't realize it was like hundreds of girls. Oh yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. They really Did you feel sick? I felt sick like a couple of times. It's like, oh God. Just yeah, looking like, at his face. And they have clips of him like getting in- interrogated and stuff. Just just him trying to act like a good guy. He's one of those like him acting like it's surprised that this is happening was what really got me. Yeah. Pedophiles always have this very certain look like Larry Nassar <clears throat> and Subway Jared could <clears throat> play brothers in a movie or something. They're like the same. You know what it is, though? Thing. There's a the scary part about guys like Larry Nassar is guys like him seem to be all over the place. Mm. He's not like a you know, like a Charles Manson where he's got a swastika carved in his forehead and he's screaming and ranting and raving and he's a complete lunatic. It's like, okay, that guy, like, yeah. he, we could spot him out of a crowd. Like, he's, you know, but he's, this guy would, would slide right under the radar. He's even worse than people like that because he's yes. someone in a position of power, like, pretending to be, you know, helpful. He's supposed to be a doctor and he's like... Yeah. And he's insidious enough to figure out like a scheme of how to molest these women with their mothers in the room to aid him in getting away with it. Like little like creepy shit like that. And then like the Lugosi family or the Bellas or whatever that Bella Lugosi or whatever that other guy, that Cuddle other dog sidekick. Yeah. Bella Lugosi stuff. Whatever uh, that, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That other doctor, they were sickos too, or like they were just like assholes and yeah. abusing and kids in some other way. And it's just huge like cover up. It makes USA Gymnastics look like unbelievable. Really horrible. bad. Yeah. They basically said like, we'll handle this ourselves and whenever any of the mothers called and, and never then did didn't do a thing. Yeah. Ever until like, you know, certain uh, victims. Oof. Took things into their own hands and really uh, blew up. Yeah, there was the story. a whole like pervert culture within gymnastics as a result of like in 1976, Nadia Comaneci was 14 years old and won the gold in the U.S. Olympics, mm. and like I think like that ushered in all these other young girls who wanted to be superstars. And ugh, god damn it! Yeah, and like it was just. I really- don't know what why watching. Sorry, I step no, on you, but this was it was upsetting, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, it was actually sad to watch. Like, it was informative, and I guess I'm glad I watched it, but when it was over, I was like, phew, like, that was just... Heavy. And that's uh, Athlete A. It's on Netflix if you're in the mood for a complete day ruiner. Yeah. And to be informed on something about as horrible as it gets. That's the worst. When you look into anything, you find out everything is so scandalous and, like, evil. It's like the fucking things they dredge out of gymnastics you're like oh everything's everything's cooked and i got a quickie i'll sneak in i watched all nighter 
a new movie on Amazon Prime starring J.K. Simmons and what's oh with uh, Miles Teller, not Miles Teller, um, Neil Hirsch. Yeah, I yeah. like. I saw that a while ago. It was great. Yeah, really charming and fun. Wasn't it just a nice like? Yes, a good mismatch duo yes. comedy drama type deal. Yeah, he, uh, I think J.K. Simmons is a great father figure. He's yes. like believable as everybody's dad. He's actually one of my favorites. All things considered, like I think he's great in almost everything he does. I agree. He really brings it, especially in a movie like this. It's just kind of like a nothing indie, mm. but he elevates it to like. Very agreed. Watchable. Yeah, I thought it was great. I forgot about that movie completely, but it's is it on what is it on Prime? Yes. Okay. And it's one of those movies that's not as predictable as you <laughs> think it would be. Like it starts. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus. It's yeah, very light and enjoyable comedy drama. Check yeah. it out. Charming. All nighter. What did you watch? Didn't you watch a bunch of classy pictures? I watched a bunch of classy pictures. I watched another downer documentary that I don't even want to bring up now. Ooh. Although I think it's something people should be... I'm going to rush through it. People should be informed about this as well. It was a movie called Alt-Right Age of Rage. Wow. And the tagline is, in the first year of Donald Trump's presidency, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, an Antifa activist, is the guy who sort of narrates the whole thing. Mm. He's a good dude. Like People put a negative association on Antifa, and it's not really always necessary. It's sort of a Trump spin. But anyway, uh, he combats the rise of the alt-right movement, while Richard Spencer, an alt-right leader, fights to gain ground, culminating in a tragic showdown in Charlottesville. And it's basically a documentary based on that horrible day with the alt-right Mm. like demonstrations in Charlottesville and Richard Spencer is basically one of the leaders of that whole white supremacist movement. Won't refer to himself as a white supremacist. He's a fucking douchebag. He's that guy who got punched in the face on TV, which was really funny. That's a good clip. Yeah. Um, there's another guy named Jared Taylor who was the creator of some group called the American Renaissance. He's a white nationalist and Mm -hmm. he's just like, they're just really fucked up awful terrible dudes who feel i think in this climate with trump as the president i think they feel like they can spread their wings a little bit more and Mm. i'm hoping that as a result of documentaries i I really don't want to talk about the alt-right anymore but (laughs) alt-right age of rage on netflix i found it entertaining there was a lot of charlottesville protest footage i'd never seen it was yet again like you know athlete a it was upsetting as hell yeah not enjoyable, but Mm-mm. informative. Stuff probably. that we should be informed on, especially since the election's coming up. And anybody who's still thinking like, you know, maybe, you know, Trump might get some stuff done. You know, he's not that bad. Anybody who still has that thought in their head, watch this movie. Yeah. The, um... Do we want to do some TV, guys? I watched... Oh, yeah, do you have more features? I watched a whole bunch of, like, old movies, and I have, like, big reviews on all of them, but... I'll just list them off because it's tedious to go through. But honestly, I watched Loving, a movie with George Siegel, which was actually awesome. Like, really interesting. George Siegel is, he's in that Goldberg show now. That's really all I can think of him in from current times. I know him from Just Shoot Me. Exactly. He used to be in... Exactly. Old old stuff. Good, though? Awesome. Loving? I've never heard of it. It's the movie's uh, basically a guy named Brooks Wilson is in a crisis. He is torn between his wife, Selma, and two daughters, and his mistress, Grace. And then between his career as an illustrator and his feelings that he might still produce something worthwhile. He's basically like a failing corporate marketing artist. Mm -hmm. And the movie starts out with like five minutes of silence. Um, This movie was actually on Quentin Tarantino's list of inspirational films. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, which drew me to it. It was came out in 1970. Pretty much all the actors in it are dead, except for George Siegel. I do like, he'll pick like movies you've never heard of, where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll check it out. Yeah. Instead of, you know, the recommendations that everyone always hits you with. I think it's like five bucks on iTunes. I, I think you'd like it. All right. I'll give it a go. Oh. He's just like a drunk jerk loser who's just a bad dad and a bad husband. And it's just, but you root for him anyway. Mm. which I think is like the definition of a well-done film is yeah. you root for a guy who doesn't deserve you to root for him. I love a good asshole with a heart of gold. Kind of like that type movie. I also watched Butterflies Are Free and Cactus Flower, both Goldie Hawn movies. <laughs> Look at these unexpected 
out of left field picks. Both I love it. Also on Tarantino's list. I yeah. guess he's a big Goldie Hawn guy, which is funny because he's a huge Kurt Russell guy. So yeah. I guess that they is, probably all hang out. I'm sure they do. That's I don't fun. know why he's never used Goldie in anything though. Yeah. My mitts. I was just <laughs> beat you to it. Um you saw it. Yeah. Both <clears throat> Butterflies Are Free is a movie with a woman who as Goldie Hawn, she's living next door to a blind man and they kind of fall for each other. Mm. And his mother is very overbearing because he's blind and he's like 20 years old. Mm. This is like 1968 or something. So it's Goldie Hawn, like in the beginning of her career, might've even been her cactus flower might've been her first movie. It was one of these two. What was the other one? Cactus flower is with Walter Matthau and he's pretending to be married so that he can date whomever he wants. Mm. And, it's a, like a ridiculous movie that like a lot of other movies have stolen from just the, the, the concept of a guy pretending to be married to meet women mm. and like using that as a way to not get close to anybody. It backfires and you know, Walter Matthau is great. And that's what led me to watch the odd couple, which is my flick of the week. Ooh. Hey now, Jack lemon, Walter Matthau. Yeah. He's someone I only know. I think I only know him from the grumpy or old men. It's basically franchise. just an old man version of that. Yeah. That's an old man version of this rather. And it's, that's actually the odd couple. The original 1968 version is on stars right now. And I loved it. Like it has several really well done scenes. The set's really good. Like he's, it's just, it's just good. He's the wacky one in the odd couple, correct? Yes. Matthau. Okay. Yeah. And Jack Lemon is the stiff. Yeah. And they just, they are living together temporarily because Jack Lemon's wife left him and it does not work out. And it's very Classic. funny. Good lines. Good duo. One of the best duos of all time. Yeah, they're one of the say. like, they're such a duo. They have like multiple franchises where it's just built off of. Than yeah. being a duo. Yeah. Well, they did this movie and then they did another one. The Grumpy, not Grumpy, the Grumpy Old Men franchise sprung from this, but also mm. they did a um, an Odd Couple sequel 30 years later. Oh, really? Yeah. In like Interesting. 1997 or some shit. I should watch both. I would recommend this one. I heard the sequel is bad, as they often are, but happen. I would definitely watch this. I think you'll really like it. There's one. I want to see if I, I made a clip of it. The scene was so funny and I want, I meant to, to play the clip because it was so funny. He's in. Um, but yeah, I, I went into this movie hoping for the best, but thinking it might be dated and boring. And admittedly it has its moments that are a bit dated. It's not, you know, no, I love when I, I'm watching an old movie that I actually like because so many of them, I'm just like, like this is a slog where it's you, a good one. It's like, I'm, I'm classy. I can watch old movies. Look at me. It's all happening. Where it feels like a bit of a chore. Yes. Are you finding that? I'm finding clip? the clip. I got to find it. And I realize I posted it. I also want to watch the grumpy old men movies again. Now that we're talking. Those hold up too. Yeah. I wonder. Here it is. It's just like just that the way Matthau just rifles off that line. Like, yeah, of course it was written, but it's just he delivers a well-written line as if it's improv. Just it's that like old classical. It read kind of like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross play, you know. Yeah, I, hear was, you. I loved it. I thought it was really charming. Nice. Also kind of dark in weird ways, too. Like it was sort of like Ooh. the original dark comedy. You know. I can So dig. that's uh the odd couple, not the TV show. Not the TV show, the TV show remake with Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon. <laughs> Keep both of those off your radar and not the sequel. The original Odd Couple from 1968, it's on stars. And I think someone of note directed that. One of the like big time directors mm, of the day. But I didn't write that down. But it doesn't matter. Probably. Do we want to talk a little TV mm. for the fans? <laughs> you can tell I was looking for it. It's never seamless with this fucking song. I also forgot to play the Odd Couple theme, which I'm just going to fucking splice in right now. 
do TV guys with this going? The, I mean, speaking of theme songs, I checked out the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I'm actually excited about that. Yeah. Did you watch the old ones? I did. I loved it. It used to be one of those shows that my parents would go out to dinner on a Saturday night and we'd have a babysitter at the house. And we had this, before we redid the house, there was this one living room on the back. Like you remember how the back of my house was a lot of windows. Mm -hmm. It used to be a smaller, more condensed version of that, I guess. And it was like one living room. And... I would sit in the living room and watch this. I remember watching shows like this by myself and just thinking that all the windows were a risk. Every window, every glass door, every like, I was like, they're going to break in. They're going to get me. Yeah. The show used to be scary. I remember I used to watch it with the X-Files and just be like a terrified little child. But I I thought it was awesome. Mm. But the most memorable part of the old show is the theme song. The people probably remember it. I don't know if you can cue it up. Uh, we did. We opened to it a couple of times. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite songs. I, it's so memorable and great. And in the new version, they keep the theme song, but do like a gritty, updated version of it. They try to make it more like sinister. And it was kind of cool, but just leave the regular version. It's a classic. Oh, they changed it? Yeah. They Ew. complete. They turned it into like a Ew. piano, like an eerie piano version. Yeah. Even this version doesn't sound quite right. This is slightly off, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't the one. But this is is the general vibe of it. It's like a cool, synthy... I suppose Netflix changed it. They love synth. Stranger Things, all Mm. that. They beat that stuff to death. But I remember the old version being like more fun and supernatural. I watched the first episode of the new Unsolved Mysteries, and it was just like a boring, missing persons case. I wasn't really wowed, but I only watched the first episode, so hopefully it's just, you know, a dud and the other ones are stronger. I'm going to keep with it. I think the first season's only like three episodes anyways. But uh, the new version is Hostless. It used to famously be hosted by Robert Stack, who had a, he just had a cool voice. He'd be like, hey, and... He's dead, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then after him... Dennis Farina hosted it for a few years. Also dead. And it's one of the few things he's in that's not like a sprawling caper comedy with a large We gotta cast. talk to Momo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, it's good. Cool. He's incredible and gets shorter. Ray Bones took my coat. 307 hours. He's yeah. not going to keep it. No. But yeah, I'll keep with it. We'll see how this... You new- watched how many of it, too? Just one, one. Just one? Yeah. And it was not... You wanted, like, more alien stuff? See, I like, like, real stuff, like a kidnapping or a murder, like something actually scary, no? I like real, but just something maybe more interesting is what I mean. The the first one was just, like, it was just a dud. Like, I didn't feel anything for it. It was just like, oh, this guy disappeared. It's like, okay. It's boring, huh? Like, yeah. Give me, like, a true mystery. Mm. I don't know. I started watching uh, Kingdom on Netflix, which is a terrible show, Mm. but I'm going to watch all of it. Who's the cast on this? Uh, Frank Grillo and um, Jonathan Tucker. I think a Jonas. And Nick Jonas. Yes. And uh, there's another dud in there, too, and I can't remember who. Yeah, Jonathan Tucker from the Black Donnellys. (laughs) I watched all of that, too, because my time is something I don't respect. Hmm. Classic. As I've said many a time. But yeah, it's a show about like all these dullards. It honestly reminds me of that show. Um, what the fuck is that show where they're all. They're like brothers and they all live in a house and they're drug dealers together. Sounds great. And uh, The Wire. <laughs> That's what I want The Wire to be, but it's not. The Wire is so boring. <laughs> Uh, it's going to kill me. I'm going to remember it the minute we go off air. I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah, with, uh, I'm not sure what show you mean. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I watched uh, season two of Afterlife on Netflix, that Ricky Gervais show. This is a bit of a, a sob story, mate. I didn't really like the first season. How was the second? Way worse than the first season. <laughs> what this didn't you show, like about it? Like Ricky Gervais is just being sad and watching videos of his dead wife on his computer mm. and like being rude to the people he works with. This is one of those. This is a bad example of the asshole with a heart of gold genre. 
Because it works sometimes, but in this show, it's just... I guess it's a comedy, even though he's barely even attempting to make jokes. It has, like, one laugh an episode, maybe. And... Did you watch all of it? I did. And I would describe this season as meandering, plotting, and not very fun to watch. It, like, has (laughs) moments where it's oddly sweet, like, here and there, but... At the end of the day, Ricky Gervais is talented. It's hard to like stick up for him these days because he's such an annoying person. But I think he's just had too many shows. He's had like five different sitcoms. Some of them are great. I think he's just out of ideas. This mm. is a show where he's obsessed with death. And it's just like, okay. You know, he's so famous, like Netflix will let him make a show about anything, clearly. He had that show, Derek. That probably hasn't aged well that no one watched. And yeah, I think it's just too much. No thanks. Yeah. That's Afterlife on Netflix. If you hated it, I would really hate it. I remember Turkey Head Monty had some thoughts on this. I think he also disliked season two quite a great deal. It's funny that he tunes in like 10 years late for a show like, I don't know, The Sopranos or something. But he's right on <laughs> right on time for Afterlife season two. Yeah. Nice job, Mike. And there's this one one of the final moments in the season. Who cares about spoilers? He's about to take a fistful of pills, but then like a happy ending shows up at the door and it's just such a hacky like You can act like a man. I don't know. I was like, what am I supposed to make of this? Like what are you doing here? He's out mm, to lunch. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. No desire. But that's afterlife. Alright. Um I have an idea. Ooh. A little outside the box. Just a little. You do think outside the box. I do. And in it, my man. Think outside the bun. Um, does this movie I want to watch with you? It's, right. Right. it's on the TV. Turn around. Oh, shit. The FBI. Wow. Ooh. Ex-wife. Non-Servia. Girlfriend. They're stupid. And I like that. What brings you down this business? I love how Jack Nicholson spends two and a half hours looking disheveled. I love how Leo is slowly turning into Jack, like in this movie. He's like following his exact life template. Everybody works for me. They're both cool. You know what, Fenway Frank? I mean, they're all murderers, right? Right? And I think, could I do murder? Murder. You appreciate me just getting transfixed oh, by this scene? I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm sucked right in. <laughs> Tractor beam. She got me. You're sucked me right in. That's a good recruit. Yep. I did that a lot as a child. It's not a new habit. You've clearly seen Dumb and Dumber a couple of times. I remember teaching myself how to make that sound. <laughs> you pressure me to fear for my life. And I will put a fucking bolt in your heads if you're anybody else. Okay? Him dropping that gun on purpose. Classic. Unfortunately, that is where we have to stop for today. But mm. you got a good, look at that good pause. Oh, it was better and I missed it. Sorry. Speaking of Dumb and Dumber, real quick, I can't remember who I was hearing say this, but someone made such a great point that I never thought about that movie. Dumb and Dumber is like very ridiculous and goofy throughout, obviously. Mm. But he was saying the whole movie hinges on that scene where Jim Carrey talks about, like, I'm just sick and tired of, you know, like when... Having to eat my way through life. Yeah. Like where they reveal that they're not... Aspen it is. Yeah. That they're not dumb and that they're actual people. And I I never thought about it. It's like, yeah, that scene is like the whole movie. Really, without that, it would just be like... that scene is also what, you know, kind of spurs them along to go to Aspen and to do that whole journey. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the most important scene in the movie. I used to have most of that scene memorized. It's so good. It's like you could cry watching it. And then the rest. If I could. Oh, shit. The tears. Um, What do you got for plugs? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Check out some friends of the show. Uh, That's tight with Dan and Emmett, Uncle to Uncle. Nick's Movie Corner. Bunch of fun pods out there. Um, 
Tim Dillon. That's my new favorite. I'm plugging Tim Dillon till he plugs us back. Ooh. He'd be good. We need him in our camp. We really do. He's very outrageous, and I think that he and I would be great pals. So that is my request for Turkey Heads to tweet Tim Dillon with the show tagged and let him know. He's back. Uh, I am also on Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, and A-N-K underscore F-I-T. My business is thriving, and I would love for you to come experience it with me. Reach out for a complimentary fitness evaluation and personal training session. Um, Other than that, tomorrow is the 4th of July. That means nothing to me, but if you're out (laughs) there enjoying yourself and pretending that we're not in the middle of a pandemic... Then enjoy yourself and have a good one, man. ID4, baby. Folks, that's enough. Bye.